You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, anybody home? Your angel of death awaits. I didn't see this coming. I didn't count on being happy. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. Postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, now, YouTube.com forward slash up next and Twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. We twitching. Yeah, we're twitching and YouTubing and streaming and podcasting and everything. We are your NXT friends. Friends! But we also like other things, like Star Wars, like horror movies, like Batman. And we've been we've been on this journey covering all the Batman movies, all the Batman stuff, and we 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 did the 1960s. It's on the Patreon. We did Tim Burton, Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton. We did Batman Returns, and then we were ready to jump into a completely different world. But our our audience, the Up Next birds, uh, they checked us. They said, "Hey guys, uh, if you're going to be talking Batman movies." There's a lot of them. Uh, what counts? What doesn't count? Well, you came up with the rule. If it was in theaters... It counts. It counts. So then we got checked again because the movie we're here to talk about today was, in fact, in theaters. It was, yeah. Apparently, it didn't really have much publicity or anything. So it kind of flopped majorly in the theaters. But uh, this film, like, I've heard it... I, this is the first time I've seen it. We're yeah. talking about... Batman Mask of the Phantasm yeah. from 1993. But this is something that definitely kind of uh, VHS sales, DVD sales, kind of gave this whole film a new lease of life. Um, and it's it's really popular. And 
pretty pretty acclaimed now, I'd say. Yeah, so we're talking about the first animated version of Batman that we're going to be talking about. If if we get to another one, there was another animated movie about Batman that made it to theaters, but we won't get there for quite a few. For quite a while. So Batman, the animated series, was this this show in the early 90s. I think it started in 1992, and it ran for a couple seasons. I believe it's the only like superhero cartoon to win an Emmy. Okay. Because people were really obsessed with this. Uh, the animated series spawned like cartoons and video games and everything. And then this movie in 93. So yeah, it did have like, I'd say a limited release. They weren't really sure. Kind of looking back, you're like, wow, I'm kind of shocked that they did release it in theaters, but there, there is like a, a crowd for it. People seem kind of treat this like a cult film almost in this, in the, in a weird way. Oh, definitely. I, I think a lot of people find the, um, the animated series may be the most uh, loyal to the to the text, to yeah. like the source material. And I'd say that goes to kind of X-Men as well and Spider-Man and things. It's with cartoons, you can really literally bring the comics to life, you know? Um, and were, were you a fan of the Batman animated series? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was super into all the superheroes like Spider-Man and X-Men had some great 90s cartoons. But Batman had this like dark feel to it obviously all the, the last two movies we've talked about like they're very dark and very uh detective film noir and the animated series totally goes into that like world the way it was produced and even the animation and and more of the stories is treats batman like he's still a detective like he's still kind of Absolutely. solving crimes yeah and murders that's, and- that's what i think of when i i think of batman as a kid was kind of his uh sitting way too close to that big computer like <laughs> working out stuff and trying to figure it out and being the world's greatest detective as well as kind of more of a, a superhero. Um, something I, I thought when I was watching this film and I don't know, cause I, I don't watch kids like Saturday morning TV anymore. Right. But I remember watching kind of this cartoon, watching gargoyles. I was a big fan of yeah. um, shows like power Rangers and stuff like that. And I was wondering in 2020, how likely is it to see a kid's cartoon with, you know, guns and bombs? You don't and see that often. Characters smoking cigars and mob and stuff like that. It, it really feels watching now it quite adult. Um, because I think we, uh, try and protect our children a bit more now from what they watch and stuff. And rightly or wrongly, I can't say I was particularly scarred watching batman yeah as a kid but it's interesting because i'm watching it going i don't think you'd have that anymore i don't think you'd have the mob in a saturday <laughs> morning show. cartoon for yeah. kids you know maybe it was made for kids but adults got into it as well like it seems that way i, I think so like yeah. the comic books right like definitely batman has some more dark tones than any other superhero in in the world like he's definitely adults can definitely get into some of the comic books kids wouldn't understand like i wouldn't let a kid read the killing joke no i i always think batman's been a little darker yeah anyway well he dresses as a bat he's he trying to bat. scare people he is he's yeah. trying to scare these kids uh the animated series obviously we're talking about this because yeah a lot of our listeners at up next podcast twitter instagram were messaging us that the, they were flooding us with well, well this movie was in theaters you got to talk about the animated series if you're going to talk about batman so this is the one chance we're going to get into a little bit of some animated series batman uh this show would spawn like then like different versions the new series the new adventures of batman and robin then you had like justice league you had all sorts of stuff that that 
will eventually like tie in. I'm, I myself, I'm not super into cartoons as an adult, but obviously as a kid, I was super into all of this and I was super into a show called Batman Beyond, which, okay. which this like takes this timeline and then fast forwards into like the future where there's a new Batman and Bruce is like his mentor. And oh. I feel like there is money to be made, money on the table with a Batman Beyond movie. And I felt like the Robert Pattinson going forward in production, like was, the closest we're going to get to that kind of generation. But uh, I still feel like there's totally a different avenue. I highly recommend Batman Beyond. Uh, I always – I was super obsessed with. And it's got the 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 voice of Bruce from this series and then the voice of the new Batman, Terry McGinnis's is uh, Will Friedel from Boy Meets World. Very strange how this So guy... what, who is the new Batman? Like uh, not, not actor-wise but yeah, who is the character? Yeah, Terry is like some, some kid and he's – His he name's just... Terry? Terry McGinnis. Yeah. That's not a really scary name. I mean, I guess that's why you call yourself Batman. Yeah. But Terry? Terry. Terry saving the world? No. I mean... No offence to Terry. Yeah, no Terry. I don't see Terry no Bruce. more than I see Dave, you know? Dave. Dave just saving the world. Bruce definitely fits like Bruce, him. it's... Come on. Yeah. Like, you've got to have a jaw like Bruce Wayne if your name's Bruce. This right? is true. Uh, Terry's more of like the like the modern day. Like, he's like... Terry. He's like quicker. He's like a cruiserweight. Okay. Lucha Libre. He flies all over the place. He's got updated gadgets and everything like that. Um, and I, I, he sounds like a poser to me. I don't know about this Terry. Uh, I don't know. The, there, there is a, a movie that launched that. Like it kind of actually, actually, yeah. It uses clips from this movie to help launch that. And okay. it's it's basically uh, Batman creates this new Batman, and then the Joker like is like there's a reincarnation of him somehow, microchips and futuristic technology and all this mm. shit. It's actually super lit, but I don't think it was in theaters, so I don't think so it you counts. Be getting to it, but highly recommend uh, the Batman Beyond series as well. But the Batman animated series, I have uh, toys. I don't know if you, if you we randomly decided to stream this on Twitch and YouTube right now as we're recording the podcast. So join the the Facebook. I mean, yeah, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, because you never know when we'll start going live and recording shows video wise. I found a Batman animated series toy. It's oh. literally from this series. Uh, I have. He's green. He's got like a teal thing. I think it came with. This is literally from when I was a kid. It uh, came with like a bat thing that makes him fly. Of course, he's got all the. I had some bat toys. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah, what I had. we 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 definitely. Uh, here's for the camera. We definitely had a lot of bat toys as kids. I, I definitely. But this this show like is super iconic, and I know. It, it did win the Emmy, and I know a lot of people hold this as the top, like, cartoon in, in the era. Whether you were a kid watching or whether you were an adult, um, it had some crazy moments that really kind of, I guess, kick off or, or maybe you could say end with this movie. But it definitely – the series doesn't end with this movie. It's just kind of a standalone – you don't even need to watch the show to kind of get what's going on. For sure. Oh, yeah. I I only dipped in and out. Batman, like, the animated series wasn't one of my – favorite things to watch. I can't I can't remember what channel it was on as a kid but I remember watching other things that seemed the same sort of era like gargoyles I remember being massively into mm-hmm. um, but I did dip in and out of Batman when it was on um, but one of the things I love with this film and we'll get into it very soon is as you said you can watch this as a, a standalone and it doesn't matter if you've seen the animated series or not but this also acts as kind of the first um like origin yeah. of Batman, Batman that we've begins. seen on the on the big screen because Tim Burton just dives right into it and <laughs> this is Batman and this is who he is. Your parents are dead and you're Batman. Yeah, whereas this you see a bit of those flashbacks and him kind of figuring out why what what he's going to do to be 
how did to he be become? Batman. How does he become this vigilante? Yeah, he definitely the vigilante part definitely sticks out more here. Like you, you see things in this movie that maybe movies to come take from, mm. which is kind of interesting. Like some the the people maybe Christopher Nolan probably watched this movie and was like, huh, why don't I do some of that in the live action kind of thing? Well, you were telling me about um, some of the music. Oh yeah, so um, you now, were we've, we're about what is this ninety three? So we're we're a good like. 10 years, I'd say, before we get Batman Begins. Right. Uh, off the top of my head. Sure. Where Christopher Nolan loves collaborating with a certain composer. Right. Who I love. Yeah. So David, I knew David, you would mark out because we were already excited to talk about Batman. We chose to do this review series of every Batman movie. And obviously everyone wants us to get to the, the Dark Knight trilogy with Christopher Nolan and, and, and that. But, we're talking about the animated series and the, the the music in the animated series. I think it's Danny Elfman. They took from Danny Elfman the the movies with okay. Tim Burton, and then they turned it into their own thing. And then they use some of that score in the soundtrack for the show and this movie, The Mask of Phantasm. But then digging because I remember I, I was watching. I was like five minutes into this movie, and I'm like, man, I remember this this show, this this the music, the score, the soundtrack being super awesome. So quickly did a little digging, and it turns out. That, yes, your favorite, Hans, Hans Zimmer, worked on this score right here. He played synth? He played the synthesizer. Okay. Yeah. So, around this time, so this is 93, so around this time, he must be about to start work on The Lion King. Yeah? As well. Wow. So, he's watching this animated film, playing synth for it, and thinking... Thinking some tunes for tunes, some tunes for the King of the Lions. Yeah, I mean, he did a pretty good job, uh, obviously with the Lion King. But uh, we, you, you love to just randomly put on Hans Zimmer. It's great, greatest concert ever. The greatest. Have you never seen him? Not live, but I've seen his YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I know. Netflix series, which got (laughs) taken down. What? Why did it get taken down? I don't know. Had to find it on YouTube. Well, this this score that they have is is quite awesome. I believe the the music in this movie is by Shirley Walker, and yeah, she's she's boys with hands, and they they did a collab for this. But uh, I know people obsess over this this cartoon thing, and uh, right off the bat, going into this, this, it's different than the two movies we've talked about before. Or I guess three, if you count the '60s movie, we also did. It's animated, so it's completely different. We've been like talking about like the actors and the acting. It's this, now it's more so the voice acting. But what I find so interesting is, I'd say the Tim Burton films are much more of a cartoon than this. Isn't film. that crazy? This this feels the most kind of down to earth, like grounded in some sort of reality um, of the Batman films so far. If we take the the sixties one and the two Tim Burton ones, sure, Tim Burton gave it this kind of gothic-y feel that you didn't get in the Adam West ones, but it still felt like cartoon characters to me. Yeah. And that's, that's not a criticism. That's the stylistic choice. But this definitely feels kind of um, grittier and more, like, based in reality. I really think you'd like the animated series. Like, oh, yeah. It, it definitely, like, has a great flow, and it's like... Uh, an episode can finish and then like things can happen in different episodes but then like another episode will come back bring tie other things That's in cool. and it was it was a really good series and I, and I highly recommend it but the stand stand out parts obviously right off the bat or the fact that right off the bat right off the bat is the the voice actors that are in in fact involved and 
you can't talk about Batman without talking about Kevin Conroy, who is the voice of Bruce and the voice of, of Batman here, because he is, like, epic. Like, people go to the conventions and meet this guy and want him to talk to him just so you can hear his voice. And he was Batman to me throughout the 90s, because he didn't just do this. He's pretty sure he did the voice of, like, video games. and Yeah, so the, the Arkham games, as, oh. as someone in the, uh, I think it was the YouTube stream, was pointing out about, obviously, Mark Hamill. Um, the, the Joker to our Star Wars reviews. There you go. Um, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy also offered their voice for the Arkham series, which are a fantastic games, and again have this sort of same kind of tone as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I dabbled with. Oh, I didn't realize it was. I remember. I remember Hamill. I didn't realize it was also. I, I think so. Am I wrong? That's crazy. Uh, I might be just. No, making up facts. No, here, no, but. but that's that's crazy because I think Mark Hamill has this Joker down pat. Like he's terrifying in in any of the the iterations of the Joker that he's done. I know Mark Hamill's going to be doing uh, I think Skeletor or something. Uh, no, maybe not. He's going to be in Masters of the Universe. He's still going to be doing because I guess he's done with Star Wars. You know, Luke's for kinda, now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> he's like the Undertaker, right? Oh wow, yeah. Uh, but he continues to do like he keeps saying that he'll never do Joker again. But then they were like, "Okay, we need you for this," and he's he like, was oh, in, right. I think it was was it Arrow? He was in or Flash, uh, the CW series where he essentially played the Joker. I think he was called like the the trickster or something like Cock-nobbler. that. Cockknobbler. Where he, Cock-nobbler. he was essentially the Joker. Did the same Joker voice. Was this psycho who likes you know. Playing tricks and jokes. Yeah, in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, he's the cock, cock, go- not cock gobbler. That that would. <laughs> what the? F- yeah, yeah, it's the cock knocker. The cock knocker. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, and okay. he's basically he's basically Luke and Joker like put together. It's very <laughs> very strange, but very funny. Uh, so the the whole series has like. All the villains show up. You got, like I said, I had all the toys. You got like Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze. You got Catwoman, Penguin. All the iterations of all these. They even Clayface. Like they go deep into the the Egghead. Ro- yeah, I bet you he's in the show. I bet you. Egghead's my favorite. Calendar Man. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts, but when you think of Batman, obviously you think of the Joker. And then they go to make this animated movie, and the the the. The name of it is Batman, the Mask of the Phantasm. That's a character that has never been in a Batman series mm. at all. And they created this specifically for this movie. Doing some digging, it looks like it's a play on another character called like the Reaper of some sorts that they kind of mix, mishmash and stuff. But obviously this character kind of hit bigger than, than the other one. And in fact, I'm pretty sure they, they've officially released this movie on Blu-ray. And you can get like the score updated and all that stuff. But... I, I do think there was a recent crossover where they mention the fact that the Phantasm is still in the universe. Right. So, I mean, this is why I like going live, because we've got the YouTube and Twitch room right now who are just throwing facts at us. So Shayna Superfan uh, is telling us that um, the Mask of Phantasm is being reintroduced into the comics. Okay. Has a whole comic story coming up soon. Nice. Um, saying that uh, Kevin Conroy played an alternate universe Bruce in CW's Batwoman show. Wild. Um, and the trickster not only... Sorry, not only did Mark Hamill play the trickster in the CW Flash, but was in the 90s Flash, playing the trickster as well. Crazy. So actually, apparently played the trickster before playing the Joker. Oh, what was that show where it's about Batman's, like, kid? 
the daughter with Catwoman and Batman's daughter. It's all about like the the women superhero fighting show. Oh, I've not heard of this. And it's the Joker who like kills someone in the beginning, and you see like it's the Joker, but they use Mark Hamill's voice for that as well. It's, he's all over the place. Do they have a bake sale in that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jr. would love it. Uh, so th- the fact that like this. This movie introduces a brand new character, but then you realize, okay, they do go to the well with the Joker. He shows up halfway through. You kind of have to. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Uh, But before we kind of jump in, I also love the fact that the poster for this movie is like the animated Batman with his wings spread out in like the clouds of like this smoke. And then the mask, the the mask that the Phantasm wears that I know we're an NXT show and we have talked about NXT. And I swear that Santos Escobar was in fact using like an alternate version of the mask of Phantasm in one of his gears. So his name was... Uh, El Eo El Fantasma yeah exactly which obviously goes to like the, the the luchador heritage wrestling stuff but he was totally using this mask and I think the poster of this movie is is pretty epic and I and if if you know the mask of the phantasm the phantasm itself is a character that is going to be reintroduced in like modern Batman stuff I think it's a pretty good idea just the look alone is pretty scary as a villain so uh, I'm I'm down for more Batman chat down the line if comic books and cartoons and stuff it all ties together in this weird DC. it all comes back around yeah, yeah. this dc world especially they they love to tie it together but let's go into it yeah so we start with uh something i missed the old warner brothers music and oh, logo yeah. with bugs bunny something i completely forgot out about got really nostalgic there uh this is a story by alan burnett and we have this great operatic music at the beginning it feels very grandiose feels pretty sinister and we're going to gotham city where the weather sucks in gotham (laughs) so it's raining throughout this whole i'm from england i get a lot of shit about bad weather in england gotham looks like it sucks because it's always raining there (laughs) we go to shady lady casino and we see these mobsters who are checking out these counterfeit bills as uh, Batman is on the roof watching on and he smashes through the window. He punches one of these mobsters across the table. He uses his batarang as the mobsters are shooting at him. He's taking them all out. Um, and one of these mobsters manages to get away with the briefcase. And he's kind of running through the parking lot. He's going to cash in. He's going to cash in. He's running through the parking lot trying to get to his car when this figure, this kind of cloaked reaper-esque figure approaches and says your angel of death awaits and breaks this mobster's gun and he's going to kill him but gets distracted by this car and then we see smoke uh surrounding the they never actually name check this character no not once but let's just say the phantasm yeah um we see the smoke surrounding and they're trying to break through the car window and then the guy, the mobster turns around and is like, ah, I'm going to run over this person trying to kill me. I've got the advantage now. I'm in the weapon. I'm in the car and just r- drive straight towards the phantasm. But the phantasm just jumps over the car. The car goes crashing out of the window of the parking lot into the building opposite. And everyone looks up and sees Batman and assumes that Bat is the one that did it. Mm. What's with Batman always? Come on, people. He's it's, always in the wrong spot. Always the wrong spot. It's 
whenever I watch, uh, when I used to watch 24, when it got to about season four, I'm just like, guys, just listen to Jack. Like, stop, stop assuming Jack's a terrorist. He's not. He's trying to save the day. You might be the president. Listen to Jack Bauer because he's going to save it all. Can people stop assuming that Batman is killing people? <sighs> but he's not doing any favors. He's dressed the way he's dressed. He's dressed in all black. He looks scary. How many times has he saved Gotham, though? True. Come on. It's true. People are like, oh, no, don't trust that Bat guy. And this... This is going to keep happening throughout all these films. Well, right off the bat, though, it's, again, nice pun I keep saying. The Phantasm gets this introduction where it's like, it's, it's, you're already shown this, this, this person, this monster-esque type, you, like a Grim Reaper, got the, the cloak, the really cool looking mask, and then it's also got a hook for a hand. Yes. There was a hook. Yeah. Um, and it's like, ooh, okay. And anything with smoke and, and fog and whatever is always like, okay, how do they do? I, I definitely feel, um, the phantasm is meant to be a kind of mirror image of Batman. Yeah. Like the, the whole look is very like Batman and you could even see it some kind of cool new costume that Batman moves towards. You could think that. And yeah. I think they definitely want this character to feel like a, evil Batman. Definitely. And the fact that they've also, this, this phantasm's already got a catchphrase. The, your angel of death your awaits. Your angel of death awaits. Awesome. Love it. We see Councilman Reeves, who is blaming Batman, uh, saying, look, this vigilante stuff, it's, it's getting out of control. We've got these, like, like, the crooks are dangerous, but Batman's as crooked killing these, these guys. That's not right. So they still think Batman killed them. Exactly. But Batman and- doesn't kill. We have a very brief appearance from Commissioner Gordon. Isn't in the film a great deal? He's in the show, like he's in throughout the, show the whole series, but he's barely in this movie. Yeah. And he's just like, "Yo, you're stupid. It's Batman. Come on, we trust Batman. Batman didn't have anything to do with this. Come on, Batman doesn't use claws and hooks and scary type things. Come on, I mean, he uses hooks sometimes." So we see Bruce and uh, Alfred watching the news, and Bruce managed to get a shard of glass from the, the shattered car from the windshield um chucky soul is the name of this first uh dead mobster Uh, and he finds this residue on it um from the kind of smoke that this phantasm used uh so he's trying to figure out like what this residue is what does it mean marijuana marijuana that would be mine if i was the mask of phantasm you just see the cloud of smoke and people be like (laughs) you would definitely not escape in time though (laughs) <laughs> you smoke were clear and you see me right there, you'd, you'd stood there on your phone waiting for an uber <laughs> we see uh, a mystery woman on the phone talking to the councilman arthur reeves um as she's looking at time it's like time magazine essentially with bruce wayne on the front world sexiest man world sexiest man <laughs> bruce wayne uh bruce holds a big party at his manor Bruce, Ma- he he's always throwing parties. Bruce, even in the cartoon, Bruce is trying to pull like a threesome, a foursome, a fivesome. He's, he's got these, yeah, these <laughs> three women. One is very dumb, thinks engaged is spelled I N G A engaged, engaged. <laughs> and this redhead comes up to him, pretty rude. This is at Bruce's house, and is like, "Hey, Dick, you didn't call me," and throws wine at him. <sighs> like, not at my house. Come on. Why, I, I didn't call you. I invited you to my party. You didn't call me? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Why are you throwing drinks at Bruce Wayne? Did you call him? 
I mean, she probably got Alfred. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just like that the it's even a cartoon, and he's got all these women hanging off him on yeah. in the, in his mansion. Like the past two movies we've talked about, we, where it's Michael Keaton, we kind of poked fun at. Is he really Bruce Wayne? Like he's not. He doesn't seem as much of a as a charmer, mm. ladies' man. But then you see you see this Bruce is just like, huh? I don't even want to talk to you, ladies. But they're all <laughs> trying to get in. And- uh, we see Councilman Arthur Reeves, who's asking Bruce about. Hey, what whatever happened to that redhead you seem cute on? Uh, Andrea Beaumont. And Bruce, it, it has clearly struck a nerve because he doesn't want to talk about it. Mm. He gets rather upset and kind of drops his Playboy persona for a second. Um, Bruce is then in his room. He's looking super sad uh, about this Andrea woman. And he looks at the, the painting of his parents, uh, or is it just a photo? I don't know. It's animated. My parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sad about his dead parents as well and his ex-girlfriend. And we go to a flashback. The first flashback. The first flashback of, like of hundred many. It's basically Citizen Kane, but Batman. Okay, That's yes. what this movie is. So we see Bruce at the, the kind of graveyard of his parents. He's going to visit his parents. And we see this redhead uh, lady who is talking to a grave and bruce keeps on thinking she's talking to him and he's like what <laughs> what are you saying and she's like no i'm not talking to you he's like who are you talking to bruce a bit of tact here oh. you're in a graveyard who do you think she's talking to probably someone she loves who's dead oh. and that's what's happening here especially he should know this he goes to his parents grave a lot to talk to them yeah, yeah. a lot so but she kind of says oh you're, you're pretty cute she's and like hey aren't you that rich guy <laughs> he's like yeah <laughs> Um, so there's a bit of attraction there between the two. We then see Bruce in, uh, kind of all black balaclava and he's swinging around and he stops these, these bad guys from just robbing stuff. They're, they're trying to steal some gold from a bank or, yeah, or something. Yeah. He's throwing ninja stars at them and obviously he's- he takes them all down because he's Bruce fucking Wayne. I like this. This is the part I'm mentioning. Like, uh, going forward, you're going to see Batman Begins with Christian Bale, like, where he's not Batman yet, but he wants to, like, fight crime. Yeah. So he's, like, in all this all black, tight ninja stuff. He's got ninja stars. He hasn't got batarangs yet. He's got this ninja stars and like his, his gear isn't even up. He's to, not on brand yet. Yeah. He's not, yeah. he's not fully there yet. So you kind of see this here in the cartoon. It's, it's quite interesting. And it's funny because he like, he goes to stop this and he's just a guy dressed in all black and he's like, Hey, you stop the crime. And they're like, fuck you. And just like shoot at him. So then he comes to realize like, Okay, if I if I'm gonna like be serious about this, I need to scare these people. And dressing up in a ski mask and black tights isn't really gonna isn't do enough. that. So you get the first origin story for sure here. He almost dies here as well because yeah. one of these guys gets away in the back of the truck, so he leaps on it and manages to take down the entire truck, and then it falls over and it's sliding towards oh. the wall as he's grabbing onto the front of it, but stops just in time. Ah. So Bruce is okay. Um, and I, I didn't realize right away that this, we were still in flashback. I There's was like, so many flashbacks. I was like, why are you, why are you not dressed as bats yet? And yeah. We get there. Um, and then, yeah, my notes have gone, oh, it's another flashback. Yeah, yeah. There's flashbacks within flashbacks. There's flashbacks within flashbacks. <laughs> so Bruce is talking to Alfred and he's like, yo, I love being a vigilante. It's, it's great. I'm trying to do right by Gotham, right by my parents, avenge their death. Um, but this isn't enough. I can't, I need to scare them. Like they need to be intimidated as soon as I see them. 
And as he's talking about this, Andrea Beaumont enters and is like, yo, Dick, why didn't you call me? <laughs> and as he's kind of showing off his jujitsu, he's, he's learning jujitsu. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's jujitsu, isn't it? I don't think it was. <laughs> was it? I don't think so. But like, he says it. He does say that's it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that matches what you're saying, but okay. <laughs> so Andrea's like, oh, jujitsu, is it? And just takes him down. She does a jujitsu. She takes she, yeah, him down. Yeah, she does, definitely does jujitsu here. So Bruce takes her down with a cheeky leg sweep. And she goes, nice footwork. Can you dance too? And they make out. And Alfred comes out and is like, oh, all right. I'll, I love I'll how- see myself out. I'll come back later. <laughs> Alfred's like, uh, oh, okay. All right. And then <laughs> Bruce's jujitsu pulling ladies <sighs> again. Can you dance though? That's, you know, he dancing while laying down on the grass here. Yeah. I love in the last movie, it was Alfred, like in the real, real life movie, live action. Alfred walks in. He's like, oh, he's, he's gonna have sex with this woman now. I better uh, leave the room. And it's like, isn't it weird? I'm, I'm, uh, we obviously don't have butlers in our life, but like, wouldn't it be weird if you were super rich and like you had people in your house at all points of time <laughs> and then you're trying to pull and trying to, like, what's your, what's the code there? What is there like, Alfred, uh, Ixnay, da da da, go to your room and put headphones on quickly. And then he's like, oh, fuck. Or you think Alfred's like, oh, I'm going to make Bruce's lunch today. And then he's like making the lunch and then you just hear the weekend playing from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh. But, uh... <laughs> I mean, his place is so big, he can probably just go, Alfred, I, I think the West Block needs yeah. needs some attention right, right. now. And then you, you take her in the East. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and hope it doesn't go South. Oh. Yeah. Poor Alfred. Uh, shout out Alfred, though. I do like the Alfred. The voice is uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. He, he's the Alfred in the, in the show as mm. well. And I think he's got a great... I, I don't actually think he's British. But he's got like a little accent. He's got a good, yeah. Good he's got an Irish right accent. Yeah. Okay, he fooled you. We see uh, we're back in present day, and we see some mobsters uh, going to the grave of Chucky Soul, and we see Buzz Bronski, who's this bigger kind of I describe as like a fat cat yep. mobster, you know? Yeah, he's shit. Um, and he's like Chucky, Chucky, you always were a loser. Mm. As he's looking at the grave, and then the phantasm comes in your the angel of death awaits your angel of death awaits they they describe him later on as the like the ghost of future present yeah from a christmas carol and yeah. here walking through the graveyard very much got those vibes this animation is is so proper with this this figure that's so scary with the the smoke and now it's in an actual graveyard again and you're like whoa this looks the visuals are really cool the animation so uh, this angel of death chases down the fat mobster, says, time to atone for your sins. Uh, throw some sort of... Uh, the Buzz throws this spear kind of thing at at the, the phantasm, and it just goes right through it. And then he tries to hide in a freshly dug grave. Bad idea, because a statue is pushed on top of him, and Buzz Bronski is dead. <laughs> Done. Your angel of death did await you. We see who we assume is like the, the head mobster, Salvatore Valestra. And he's reading the newspaper and sees that Batman has killed Buzz Bronski. Batman's still taking the rap for all these murders. Batman's taking names. He's taking names. Um, and he starts to have some kind of 
asthma attack, he's reliant on this kind of face mask, like gas mask thing. Um, we see uh, Arthur Reeves again, the... Um, sorry, Mobs- what is he? The mobster. Mobster, but he's like in the government somehow. Yeah, cheeky. Cheeky little man. Uh, he's telling Commissioner Gordon that, uh, you, yo, you need to do something about Batman. You need to send everyone after him. This isn't on. Because he doesn't want more of his boys getting killed. For sure. Yeah. Um, and Gordon says, Batman doesn't kill. It's not part of his MO. He does not do that. Get over it. So Reeves tries to lure Batman by shining the bat symbol. But as this is happening, Bat's at the graveyard and sees the same residue. And Andrea Beaumont is at the graveyard, still talking to her dead mum. Batman sees her and runs away. Yeah. We go to a date between Arthur Reeves and Andrea. Um, but she is clearly, her mind's on something else here. And Batman is super creepy here because he's spying from a building across the road. Yeah, he's watching. But you can, like, all they do is turn around, look through the window and just see so Batman. Batman there with binoculars <laughs> so Batman. watching on. Is he watching us? Yeah. He's watching our date. He's like a parent watching the kid's date. Uh, Reeves asks what I always ask on on a date with a lady is, yeah. are you still close to your dad? <laughs> <laughs> and he reaches out and takes her hand. Hope no one asks me that on a date. We get another Bruce and Andrea flashback where Bruce meets Andrea's dad, uh, Mr. Beaumont, and we see a younger Arthur Reeves here. And uh, Beaumont is saying that nothing's more important than family as Mr. Valestra comes in and right away, Beaumont seems very, very nervous about this situation going on. So Bruce and Andrea leave. And Bruce admits to Andrea. She, he goes, look, that that dude who came in, Mr. Lester, kind of made my skin crawl. Don't really trust it. Is your dad okay? What's going on? And she's saying, oh, he's not really a people person. And as this is going on, we see these... Uh, Yobs try and mug this guy. This guy has like a box of just money that he's collected or whatever. And they're trying to, uh, trying to steal from him. So Bruce in his like regular attire goes after them, tries to, tries to help. We get a guy coming at him with a chain on a motorbike, another guy on a motorbike with a bat who just does the drive by. They love chains and bats and gangs. Oh yeah, they do. Shows and movies. <laughs> Um, Bruce runs up one of the bikes and punches the chain man right in the face, which was pretty cool. It's like a Superman punch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but the other guy manages to take him down with the baseball bat and they ride off with the box of money. And Bruce is clearly embarrassed because he thought he was going to show off his bat skills. His (laughs) jujitsu. His jujitsu. And again, it failed. Um, so then we see Bruce who's like, ah, that clearly didn't work. And he's drawing costumes. He's like, oh. I, I, want a, I want a nice fancy costume to scare people with. And he's he's got a bit of a dilemma because he's really falling for this Andrea girl. But he knows that if he's regularly putting his life on the line, he can't have a woman who loves him waiting for him at home. He kind of needs to pick yeah. one way or the other. He it's can't like, have it both ways. It's like podcasting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, so Bruce goes to his parents' grave looking for guidance. 
and it's just he he's so torn he's saying please i need it to be different now i know i made a promise but i didn't think i'd be happy he's experiencing happiness for the first time he legit thought he'll never be happy yeah and that's why he's like fuck it i'll fight crime i've never associated now he's fighting his feelings I've no, I'll never be happy, but he's, he's starting to feel like it's possible. He can, he can do this. He could be happy because he's found someone, you know, that feeling you get those butterflies, those like bats, a, like a room without a roof. Yeah. He's happy. The bats in his stomach are going wild. So we see Valestra and Reeves are in the car talking about how Batman is fucking up their plans because they believe it's Batman who's killing these mobsters and Valestra starts coughing away as he's uh he's got this condition and reeves you see reeves almost kind of taking the power here he's starting to get a bit big for his boots because he's like yeah you're kind of gross coughing away and leaves the car asked to be pulled over batman is now being all detective on his bat computer bat pewter what do you call it bat yeah the bat computer bat book pro um and as I said earlier, way too close to this screen. It's a huge screen. He's like, like right up to it. Um, but he's, he's doing his investigating and he sees that Soul and Buzz work together and that their other associate is Valestra. So believes that Valestra will be the next target. He's trying to be one step ahead of the killer. Exactly. And whilst he's doing this research, um, Andrea's father kind of comes up in the conversation as well. And we get another flashback. Another flashback. Another flashback. Flashback. You get a flashback. You get a flashback. You get a flashback. And it's Bruce proposing to Andrea. It wasn't the most inspired proposal in the world. He didn't even try his jujitsu. But uh, he just gives the ring. He's like, I don't know what to say, but here's a ring. <laughs> Figure it out. I spent five million on this <laughs> ring, so you're going to fucking you like it. You think I'm going on my knee? That's another thing. She She's like, oh, I don't know. And then... And then sees how big this diamond is. Like, oh, that's pretty big fucking rock. big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- before proposing, he takes her on this date to, like, this world fair thing that, like, comes into play later. And you see, he's not Batman yet in his flashback. He sees, like, what... It's basically, like, how Disney has the world of tomorrow, future world. Yeah, like, yeah. what the uh, world... Yeah. It's kind of that, but Gotham. And he sees this car, and he, it's red. And he goes, huh, it's a nice car. That turns into the Batmobile. Right. He, he probably just goes and buys it. And then bats even fly out. Yeah, so... It's, it's like, oh, yeah, bats. So as he's proposing, the bats fly out of his... Because he's on his property, like, near the water, if you know, like, his main Wayne Mansion. Even in the, the real movies, he's got, like, holes and tunnels and all this stuff and caves that while he's proposing, the bats fly out and, like, scare them. And that's when he's like, huh... Bats are scary. Yeah. Clicks in his head that he bats. should be Batman. I'm a man. I'm a man. Bat. Bats are scary. Uh, Batman. Weddings are scary. Marriage is scary. Bats are scary. So he, he comes up with it right then and there. Bruce, very soon after proposing, gets the ring back <laughs> with a note saying, left with my dad. Sorry. I'm too young. I need time. Forget about me. Get about it. Imagine that was the breakup you got. Like, imagine that's what you get. Hey, it wasn't far off. <laughs> it's, it's forget about me. Damn, that's, that's cold, girl. So Bruce is heartbroken. So what do you do? You pick yourself up. You try again. You change your wardrobe. And he thought, I look hot as fuck as a bat. Yeah. So, so thus is born 
Batman. It wasn't even. He was he was on the fence of it. He's like, ah, oh, but I love this girl. What should I do? Should I be a vigilante? I can't do both. And then she's like, fuck off. I'm leaving. He's like, all right, I'm becoming a Batman. A Batman. Yeah. Um, we see Valestra trying to enter this um, this kind of uh, it's it's at that park, right? It's at that fairground. The fairs, yeah. The um, fair. And there are these kind of golden robots that start blowing up and. Out comes the Joker. Oh. And we realize that this is kind of the Joker's lair, yeah. if you will. Fast forward, like, this world of tomorrow in the future is, like, abandoned and yes. run down a theme park that the Joker has been hiding out in and shows his, shows himself. So he's got, like, all of these, uh, like, robot toys and everything. He's got a robot wife, Hazel. Yeah, he does, yes. <laughs> and you see that the Joker is actually intimidating Valestra, this this mob boss. And the, the, he, he's telling this guy, like, uh, you hate Batman, I hate Batman. It's the same old Joker yeah. that every other, let's, like, huh, let's, let's work each a other deal. We can do this. And uh, is it when this mobster gets a little upset? Obviously, the Joker's always joking around and this mobster dude is getting pissed off so he like puts his hands on the joker and the joker with a favorite line that everyone in 2020 should be using uh don't touch me i don't know where you've been yes, <laughs> yes. so we see batman who sees uh reeves with andrea again so andrea is back it's back she's in town. back in gotham and is this the quickest anyone's ever worked out that batman's bruce wayne this is pretty easy way of finding out someone's Batman. She she sees Batman, but he's at the grave of Wayne's of the the his parents. Yeah. So then she's like, "It's him." She yeah, super quick. I can't believe no one else. I mean, realistically, I can't believe anyone ever never thought that. Who? Where does this guy get the cars, the gadgets, and all this who's shit? Got all this money? Yeah, who's yeah. got all this money and is a loner and all this stuff? But yeah, she figures it out. So Bruce is asking her about her father and about Reeves. He's very sus- suspicious about uh, both. And he asks if she is still following her dad's orders. Well, like, is she back on her own accord? Like, why is she back? And she says, look, um, you're also controlled by your parents. You left. You let the grief of the death of your parents control you as well. Unfortunately, I'm the same. And then as this is happening... The wispy smoke ghost phantasm comes in to approach Valestra. But we realize Valestra is already dead and his mouth has been stretched into this crazy smile. It's a smile. With a tape recorder attached to his chest with the Joker's voice saying, I beat you to it. And I think, and then the, basically it, figured out you're not Batman. I know you're not Batman either. It's like a, a live cam, and then as it, the body's got this camera attached to it, and when the Joker via camera sees that it's this phantasm and not Batman, Joker says, "Well, I guess the joke's on me because you're not Batman." Mm. And then basically starts laughing, and that's when the phantasm clocks out. Better get the hell out of here. So gets the hell out. We have Batman in the Bat Wing, who's chasing down the mask of the phantasm. And we have this epic face-off between Batman and the Phantasm as police copters are coming in to arrest Batman. They tell him to freeze, but he jumps off the building and starts swinging around with his grapple hook. Um, There are so many police here to take down 
Batman. And if the police put all their efforts into actually solving crimes and doing their jobs, they wouldn't need a Batman in Gotham. But instead, they're like, yo, we got to get the one guy that's actually helping us. Trying to help. And this is a theme throughout every Batman movie, especially in the Dark Knight like ones. They're, they all th- – I think it's the Dark Knight Rises where he's event- he's basically the villain where they're yeah. like, we hate this guy. We need to get all units on him. And poor Batman is always being chased off here. So Batman is finally cornered by a copter. So he grapple hooks it. They're all just shooting at him. They're even shooting at him but as their like, colleague is in a helicopter. They don't give a <laughs> shit. Very trigger happy. Hmm. Um, Bruce's mask actually comes off. He's like Kane at Crown Jewel. And he starts running. He like scarpers on foot. And Andrea catches up to him. Pulls up in a car. He's like, hey, get in. Get in, loser. So drives him home to safety. Bruce thanks her, but now he's like, okay, I need to know the truth. You're holding back on me. I need to know the truth. You know what we need now? About your father. A flashback. We need a flashback. (laughs) So... She shows a picture and says, hey, remember when daddy had a meeting with his quote unquote partners? Um, and we, we have this flashback of them all kind of roughing up her dad as Andrea runs in and Beaumont is saying that he basically owes these guys money. And he's like, please, please give, give me one more day, 24 hours, just one more day and I'll have your money. I'll have your money with interest. I promise, just please give me 24 hours. I swear on my mother's grave. Mm. So Valestra gives him the 24 hours and says, this time you have, this time tomorrow you have the money or I have your heart in my hand. Yikes. So Mr. Beaumont then tells Andrea that they have to go to the airport right now and get the hell out of there because there's no way he can actually get this money. So they're, they're fleeing. Oh. Um, and that is why Andrea broke up the, the proposal. Oh. Because she had to go to protect her, it her wasn't, dad. It wasn't her choice. She had to because they were going, they were fleeing to Europe. Somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. If only they could have just asked Bruce for the money. Yeah. But. So Andrea explains every, everything to Bruce and says that eventually her dad embezzled money to, to pay it back. But they wanted more than just the money. They wanted a payment in blood. So... She knew uh, he had to stop them. Her father had to stop them and basically tells Bruce that her father is the phantasm mm. who is is now seeking out revenge and to take all the people who have the hit on him. So this old dude's dressing up in a in a cape and mask with claws and smoke and killing these mafia guys. Yes. That's what she says. So Bruce is sad again. Being all emo, he's looking at old photos and stuff. He's he's so in love with this this woman, but it, it's just it's not easy, Bruce. It's not easy. And she cheers him up though. She a little bit. Yeah. He's looking at this picture and he's seeing uh like Soul and Buzz and Valestra and notices their chauffeur. And he's like, wait a second. Wait a tick. And gets a crayon. It's a crayon. Draws on it. Draws a mouth on it. Holy shit. I knew it. It's the, the Joker. Joker. <laughs> this one clear memory I have, I'm sure I've talked about this on the show before, but a clear memory I have from the animated series is Bruce, like, on his computer, seeing this guy give a speech at, like, a town hall or something, and he's like, wait a second. Alfred, change the hair. Change the nose. 
Change the ears. <laughs> Give him a white face. Make his smile big. I knew it! It's the, the Joker. Joker. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think draw a smiley face on anyone. It could be the Joker. But, hey, it's a cartoon. We're telling this story in 70 minutes. It's the Joker. So, Joker and Arthur Reeves meet up. And Reeves uh, kind of confesses to the Joker, says, Look, uh, I was working for Beaumont and uh, not you, but... Joker is trying to figure out who's killing the mobsters because he knows it's now not Batman. Um, and Reeves says that, uh, like, Beaumont, he, he asked Beaumont for money to help with his campaign. And when Beaumont refused, he sold him out. He mm. sold him out to these mobsters. Never go into the mob. No, just yeah. don't. Um, so. Andrea then calls and says that she was a bit held up with other stuff, but is still down to have their date. So later. she's she's hanging out with Bruce. Yeah, she she rehooks up with Bruce. Like they they you know they get car- it on. It's a cartoon. They cut away. They but, listen you know. to the weekend. Yeah, yeah, they were. And then now she's still going to go on her date with her man. Yes, great. So Joker poisons Reeves. We now see him in hospital, laughing frantically like the Joker. His You're mouth laughing. is all stretched. And Batman interrogates him, and this is where uh, Reeves tells him about the, the trouble with the father and everything. And then Joker sends some crazy plane to take down Batman, but Batman takes it down with a batarang. We are now at the, the kind of abandoned fairground again for this epic showdown, and the phantasm shows up, and we realise it's actually... Andrea. It's not her father. No. And it's her the whole time. It's been her the whole time. She smokes the Joker. She's fucking him up. He's setting robots after her. Uh, He picks up, it looked like baloney that he smacks around the head with at one point. (laughs) Um, And Joker jumps out the window for his escape. Um, He's got like his, his, his toys, his robot wife. Yeah. He, he, the Joker, and Mark Hamill is fantastic, even in voice acting. He's like, uh, hey, Hazel, honey, you feeling the electricity tonight, huh? And then that's when Andrea walks in and reveals herself. And he's like, just when we are getting in the mood, company shows up. <laughs> and then says, because he tried to kill her, kill the Phantom, and an epic Joker line saying, you again, you're harder to kill than a cockroach on steroids. <laughs> That's good stuff. So uh, it's this epic fight between them all. Joker's now set up this kind of turbine engine, which is sucking Andrea into it. So she's holding on to dear life to not die. And then Batman shows up on the bat bike and kind of launches his bike into the engine to destroy it as he saves Andrea, Andrea. And... Batman now realises everything. Her dad's dead and she's been doing all of this for revenge in her dad's name. Uh, she knew with her dad being dead, she could just, like, pass the buck on to him. Um, and Bruce asks, but Andy, what will vengeance solve? She goes, if anyone knows the answer, Bruce, it's you. Oh, burn, and baby. she disappears in smoke. So it's now Batman versus Joker. They have this epic showdown. Um, Joker at one point pretends he's a skyscraper. 
just puts on this skyscraper hat in disguise. He's great. I love the Joker in this animated version. The The way he's drawn is also, like, scary. Uh, another c- great line that he had that I also glossed over is when she reveals himself that she's the Phantasm, he goes, oh, your costume's a bit theatrical, but who am I to talk? <laughs> and then it turns, he, it turns into Batman being King Kong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and fighting off helicopters. Just flying off these, yeah, little robot helicopters. He's in like a miniature. Skyscrapers. Yeah, it's, he, he's in this like theme park, but they're in the section that's like a miniature world of yeah. Gotham. So now Batman's like King Kong, Godzilla in this, while Joker's robots and like little gadgets are all after him. Joker's got a fucking jetpack at one point. <laughs> yeah, so he goes flying off on this jetpack, but Batman runs up a rocket. <laughs> Launches off it, grabs onto the jetpack. They're fighting in mid-air. The whole amusement park is exploding. And then Andrea, the phantasm, shows up out of nowhere, grabs the Joker, and they disappear in a puff of smoke. (gasps) It's like he's all beaten up. Like, he's, like, missing a tooth. The Joker's, like, bloodied. And he's like, for once, I'm left without a punchline. Like, I don't... Like, he knows he's, he's, he's been had and... It's the phantasm who's about to like kill kill him, and as like she's got the Joker, Batman's watching this, and he's like, "No, no, no! There's another way." I, I love how Batman like says he doesn't kill people. We've been over this. He oh, definitely yeah. he does, kills. He Out of all the people, Batman should kill the Joker because if he killed the Joker years ago, he wouldn't have to deal with any of the shit yeah, he deals save with. So many other <laughs> yeah, lives. like so many things would happen, but. It's the Joker who's like, as he knows it's his demise, he's been had. He's still just laughing. He's like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, what are you going to do? And as explosions are going, Joker loves a good explosion too, by the way. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. what's his deal. Where does he get all this shit? <laughs> More importantly, how does the phantasm keep just disappearing in smoke? Where she's do got, they go? Like smoke gear. Like she doesn't have, she's not, doesn't have actual powers. So she's got like. She, I watched her vanish with the Joker. Yeah. Smoke, smoke and mirrors. Smoke and She's mirrors. all smoke and mirrors. So the whole place is exploding. So Batman dives into the sewers to escape, and Joker's gone. The Phantasm's gone. It's all like this giant pit that it all like all the explosions like implode and and fall. So like realistically. Yeah, she couldn't just teleport away from this. So she's fallen into the pit while she had the Joker. She basically, she grabbed him and said, I'm going with you. And like took the Joker to plummet to their death and the the demise here. We see Bruce in his cave and he's sad. So sad. sad. He lost his girl once. This relationship went south. It's rocky. Alfred is trying to console him and Bruce sees something glittering in the distance Goes over to it and it's a locket that Andrea had. And he opens it up and it's a picture of him and her. He's really sad. Poor Bruce. What a downer to end the film. He's also (laughs) like, he's like, he's like contemplating. And then Alfred like consoles him. And it's like, vengeance blackens the soul, Bruce. Like, don't, don't go wild. Don't go there. Don't go there, Bruce. Don't go to that dark place. You've already done that a bunch. Like, you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. The final scene, we see this kind of cruise ship, liner, boat thing, and this woman is stood there with red hair, and we realize it's Andrea, who is still alive. A guy comes up to her on the boat, he's like, hey, Hey, cutie, Uh, oh, sorry, do you want to be alone? And she replies, I am. (laughs) (laughs) And that's 
Batman Mask oh, of the Phantasm. The epic score to, to final, the final here. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, totally like an episode of the cartoon show that's just like a two-parter just that's extended. extended. Yeah, yeah, expanded sure. there. Um, epic fight at the end. I, I just, as I said at the beginning, I love how kind of it feels sort of based in reality. The dialogue even doesn't seem kiddie. It seems seems more adult. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I'd actually love to go back. I know, I believe the series is on HBO Max, is it? Is it? It must be. I think be. so. I'd love to find in Canada what service it's on, because I know you've got all the Spider-Man and X-Men and stuff mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. I'd love to watch more of uh, the Batman animated series, because... I really, really enjoyed this. Yeah, I mean, and and this goes... It takes the animated series and makes it more of a movie, but the show itself is exactly like this. Like, the whole series is... This has the same voice actors. It's got Mark Hamill. It's got Conroy. It's got everything going on. The, the big ending thing is that the Joker finally got it. Like, the Joker finally dies, or... Or did, did he? he? Right? Like, there's the whole famous thing there. And uh, there's there's so many different avenues that they go in with, like, the 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 survival of the Joker. Did he die? Did he come back? And, like, you got to watch the show to kind of see what happens. But he does take a hiatus where they bring in other, like, villains. And, like I said, the whole villains are explored throughout the whole series. But... Uh, I he do. never gets a break, this Batman guy, does yeah, he? Yeah, he fights a lot of people. and he's But he eventually gets his crew. He gets, like, Robin and Nightwing and, and all the, the whole crew there come and help him eventually. But uh, it, it is – it is I think it's the Batman Begins movie where you go into flashbacks, of course. Mm. <laughs> and it shows you, like, some pretty violent and dark avenues that the Joker, like, killing – Goes on to like kill Robin and like actually sorry, kill. What movie? Not Batman Begins. Be- I, it's Bat. Sorry, Batman Beyond. Right. Return of the Joker. I think it's called, and it's like a direct to DVD or VHS movie that like shows what happens with the mm. Joker, and he becomes a sh- he's just an asshole. This yeah. Joker. He gets. Really, oh, he's not a nice guy. Yeah, he gets really violent, and, like does murder people, and like does fuck with Brucey, and and knows that it's Bruce and stuff. But the the fact that they leave you hanging, like what's what's gonna. What's gonna happen? Is the Joker gonna, is the Joker gonna croak? We'll, we'll, we'll never know. But I, I love the fact that it's, it's a cartoon, but it's dark. It's got story about mob bosses. Could be the Sopranos for all. What are you gonna do? It could have all that with like, and, and then when you go into the Dark Knight series, the best parts of it that it, they don't treat it like it's, it's like fake. Like we, we, we gave some critique on the Batman Returns movie. It's just, okay, so how does Catwoman become Catwoman? Well, she dies and then cats lick her and then, then she's alive again. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, 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 that's not really realistic. Whereas this is all about mob bosses and stuff. Of course, explosions and the ghost, dis- the phantasm disappearing and reappearing is not realistic, but there could be a, a way around that in a real life movie. Like, I, I think there is. Yeah. I mean, you see with, um, in the Nolan films, which we'll obviously get to with, with Scarecrow, how he's, he's just a guy with a bag on his head, but because of the kind of chemicals he puts out, it makes him look like Scarecrow because people hallucinate and stuff. Yeah. I'd have maybe liked something like that to explain sure. how she kept disappearing yeah. or having spears thrown through her to no effect. Mm. And I'd have liked something like that. Um, 
because they could totally turn this into uh, a live action. And you know how Spider-Man, the last one with Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. I was just going to say, yeah, like you could holograms that. and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. ghostly stuff. Because for me, I-, I watched this movie a bunch as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had the VHS throwback of this movie. And I always remember my favorite parts were the actual scenes with the Phantasm. Because, again, a brand new character, you never get to see that again. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't see this character again. So the scenes with like the, the graveyard, with the smoke and the visuals are really cool. And there's a specific one where I think Batman's chasing the phantasm in a, in a parking lot or something, underground parking lot. And then it, it, the, the phantasm evades Batman. And then you see like the door slowly closing and the trail of smoke. Mm. It's like, yeah, in real life, you could do this aspect with like this phantasm using smoke and mirrors. Yeah, like illusionist. Yeah, it would, it would be pretty Absolutely. cool. And it would be a terrifying visual of this come to life. I yes. know people, I, I've searched like, graphic artists putting what it would look like in real life and it would look really scary <laughs> this yeah. mask of phantasm so shall we do our scores and then get some to some feedback yeah for sure uh every time we've been reviewing these bat movies we've been giving like some ratings uh bat ratings of what we think and kind of getting our final score on these these movies so uh yeah uh i obviously have watched this animated series so for me kevin conroy is the voice of Batman to me. Obviously, on screen, he doesn't look like Batman. He's just the voice of Batman. But it, it, it's hard to rate something against someone's acting and then voice acting. But yes. I still think there's a huge art in the world of voice acting. And I think Kevin Conroy kills it as more particularly Bruce Wayne in this movie for me. I feel like I, I'm going to give Bruce a nine here because the voice is just so on point. I went a nine as well. I feel... Out of the the three films we've watched, sorry, four films we've watched so far, um, this is the deepest you go into who Bruce Wayne is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel he feels like a fleshed out character. Uh, you feel for him. You you see his dilemma between wanting to uh, fight for justice for his the death of his parents, but also the need to be happy. I, I went nine as well. Um, I think he's a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean, it, even in a cartoon, it shows him with like his 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 issues, his vices, his demons, and then him like partying still. Like it's pretty good. Uh, my rating for Batman is just a point lower at an eight, where I still feel like he's really good, and there's 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 a lot of like the fun action stuff, and I'm counting even him in the suit, like the not bat suit when he's still trying to be a vigilante. Right. He's not quite Bruce, not quite Batman. He's in the middle there. I still count that as attempting to be Batman. And like you said before, this is the first time you get to see that. So this is uh, an eight for me for the Batman. I went to nine as well. I think this is classic how I picture Batman to look. He's got the jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a cartoon. So you what we know is you need to have a jaw. You do Batman. need to have a jaw. Legit, you do. Um, he, I guess I'll knock the point off for not uh, disguising his voice enough. Right. Um, I, I do think you need your bat voice. Um, but I think he's uh, he's stealthy. Watching him run up that rocket was yeah. impressive. I went nine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we go to the main villain, which I guess is the phantasm. Yeah. Okay, uh, I know we gave some criticism about how, like, you don't know how she disappears, but I'm going straight 10 on wow. the Phantasm. Damn. Not only, because you've not, you've not seen this movie before. I remember this going into this. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Andrea who's 
the the killer, the the mm. the phantasm. But the reveal would be, get you be like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like it should be, it, yeah. and it's a twist. It's it's not what you think. Some classic dude dressed up. It's not just the Joker. Um, I love the Joker as well. But yeah, the main villain here is the name of the movie, which they never mentioned the phantasm as the phantasm. But the look alone of this this. Thing. I remember the action figures again, like the smoke visuals. I think it's just that that gets me. This you see this cape with a claw and the mask. I'm I'm sold on this villain right away. They don't. This villain doesn't even need to talk. But when they do talk, it's like your angel of death awaits. Knocks it all out for me. And then the reveal that it's Andrea. It's a woman. Who's this person? Yeah, ten points for me. Yeah. Um, I went a lot lower than you. Okay. I went a six. Whoa. I think the costume's cool. Um, as your main villain. Like, yeah, you're, you're what? You're killing the people that, like, tried to kill your dad? Yeah. I don't really blame you there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're not not really a villain. You're not really a villain. You're taking out bad guys. You are killing people. You are killing people, sure, which is wrong. Don't kill people, people. Um, but yeah, just the motive, it's, I get her motive as a character, but as a villain and to be an antagonist to Batman, I don't feel the phantasm is a real, antagonist to Batman think the costume's cool I already mentioned would like to yeah like have it explained a bit more than it being I want to see it in a real movie I do too Um, but I I did like the character but as your main villain I'd knock off a few points well what about our secondary villain which we're saying is the Joker yeah of course is the Joker and Mark Hamill knocks it out the park throughout the whole series through this movie and all the times he voices the Joker he's just a fantastic voice actor I think he's a better voice actor than he is actor Mm. in my opinion I gave the Joker a 9 here Uh, love him I went an 8 I think Mark Hamill's portrayal as the Joker is fantastic I think the animation's great for this Joker but you're the Joker why are you playing second fiddle you yeah. should be the main villain. In the in the series, he has some way better Joker episodes Absolutely. that are and like that's, fire. Yeah. I'm talking about this yep, film. For sure. Um, so still, you're the Joker. You're Mark Hamill being the Joker. You're great. But uh, I'd go for an eight for this one. Uh, this is the hardest one for me, Alfred. And I feel like I've been hit or miss with this. But I'm going to straight, straight up say it's an eight. Not, I don't want to go too low because I love Alfred. I have, a heart, I have the heart for Alfred. But... He, he, he tells Bruce at the end, he consoles him about, you know, vengeance and it blackens the soul. He's always there for him. Even when he's, Bruce is getting laid, he's like, Oh, gotta get out of here. So I do feel for Alfred. Um, and this guy, again, is an epic voice that's been through this show and done all sorts of other shows. I, I really love this Alfred. I went an eight as well. I think, um, yeah, as you said, it's, he's always there for Bruce. He plays that father figure. He's not in this film a great deal, mm-hmm. but I feel, Pretty much every scene he's in is important to the character development of Bruce Wayne. Um, so, and this is ha- like the one from the, uh, from the, the, the Tim series. Burton films. Yeah. Like I, and the series. It's just how I picture Alfred to be. Yeah. So I went for an eight. We go to the, the bat vehicles, the Batmobile, the bat bike, the bat wing. Yeah, uh, I had a lot of the toys as a kid from the animated series, and I remember my friend, neighbor, had the the car from this show. And it was, like, super cool, but in this movie, you don't really see a whole lot of it. You don't really see him – you see really just small parts of him using any of the vehicles. So I can't really say you got to see a whole lot to kind of give it a fair reading. rating, so I'm going to say I give it a five in the middle there. Uh, I maybe went too high with this because I went an eight. Although you don't see them a great deal, I like having the variety of seeing the bike, the wing, the car in this one, which we haven't really got in the other films up to this point. And they all look cool. 
they're not in the film so much, but I think when we do see them, they're pretty cool. So I went for an eight. We go to the bat suit slash gadgets. The the gadgets in this movie are not here. There's no gadgets. Batarang. Batarang. That, that's it. Ninja stars. Batarang. So this this that knocks off a lot of points because we do like to see some cool gadgets that he uses. In this movie, he uses a marker or crayon to figure out the Joker is one of the guys. <laughs> but I do love the the actual suit that they use in the animated series. Uh, so I'm giving it a six. That's what saved this for me. It, it made the it made it took off points for no gadget use, but the suit is is hot. I went for five, and that's mainly based on the suit. Yeah. It's it's a classic suit. Looks great. Um, the gadgets, we've got the grapple hook and the batarang, um, leave a lot to be desired, especially yeah. when we've got this phantasm smoking up shit. Right. Um, if it was the phantasm's Batman. gadgets, that's when I gave the phantasm a high rating. I love their, their gear. So uh, I went five for that. And you're just... Take everything aside, plot holes, characters, whatever, just your personal overall enjoyment of the film. Yeah, um, realistically, if this, again, was a live-action movie, it would be really lit. The story with the mob and the phantasm, the vigilante killer, and then the Joker shows up, it's stacked. Uh, but... It is still a cartoon that was still geared towards kids, so there's only so there's a ceiling still. Mm. But I I really enjoy this movie. I have not watched this in so long. It's got to be like 20 years easy or something like that. I give it an overall of a seven. Not too not too high and definitely not low. I went for a seven as well. I think um, being only 70 minutes, there's only so much in depth you can get. I the the flashbacks drag it down a bit for me. I know it's it's building the story, but I think you could maybe do that in a different way than constantly flashing back and forth. Um, I think if you had a live movie adaptation of this, which you add on another 20 minutes or whatever, I think this could be excellent. But I really enjoyed it, but it's not going to... It's like a four-star match to me. You know, gotcha. a really solid, yeah. but it's you get a feeling when something's hitting those fives. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I went for a seven, which working out our averages... Our bat average. Um... I had an average of 7.5 out of 10. You had an average of 7.75 out of 10, which combined gives an overall average of 7.625. Divide it by two wow. to find out our star rating. It's 3.81. Let's round it up. Four stars. Wow. So, so far, it's the best Batman film we've reviewed. Damn. Wow. Um, looking back, Batman uh, was... 3.57. Okay. And Batman Returns was... Um, I've lost it. <laughs> lower. lower 3.34 was Batman Returns. And we didn't do this for the 60s. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, like, stars. it's definitely an entertaining movie. Again, like, you could show this to kids and they'd love it, but then they wouldn't really understand what the mob and the, the killers and stuff like that, where... It, Bad guys. That's yeah, what you need bad to do. Guys. Bad With guys. Guns. Baddies. And cigars. Yes. Yeah, the mob. Uh, should we quickly go through some feedback? I think so. Yeah. yeah. We posted up on forum.postwrestling.com and our Patreon. And because you guys asked for this movie and I figured you'd write some feedback in. So let's go here to Professor 
just Professor. I love this movie. It was way beyond any of the live-action movies of the time. You get some background on Batman while everyone knows the parents shot in the alley dressed like Bat Origin. This was the first real look into him being the Batman. The movie also has love interest that is actually interesting and a Joker that is actually creepy, funny, scary, and not a waste of time like Jack. Hate his Joker so much. The voice cast has become iconic for so many people. Kevin Conroy is my Batman. Mark Hamill is my Joker. And Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. is my and the best Alfred. These are the voices I hear when I read a Batman comic. What I feel helps Batman mask... Sorry, Batman, uh, apart from... Any other cartoon of the era, he means the series, and beyond, is the art style. By going with backgrounds painted on black paper, the series has much a, such a unique look that still looks amazing. And by going with a retro noir feel, everything is eternally timeless. It never feels dated because, in a way, it's always been. Going back to, say, the 90s Spider-Man has not aged well. I agree. Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini... Ital were able to take Batman and treat it seriously. Yeah, there is an inherent silliness in a guy dressed up as a bat, but they never treated it like a kid show. I enjoyed it as a kid, but I think I appreciate it more as an adult. Ten out of ten, Professor. Ten Bruce. out of ten. Wow. We go to Paul from New Jersey, um, who says he posted his feedback in the wrong place like an idiot. Um, oh, this is talks about uh, about NXT. So we'll skip over that, Paul. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are an idiot. <laughs> you are an idiot. We go to Anthony. Hands down, the best Batman animated film of all time. Yes, I am looking at you, Batman Under the Red Hood. Capturing the essence of the animated series, the crew delivered a captivating noir story while the backdrops of Gotham were a feast for my eyes. The Phantasm was a character who most never seemed to put on Batman Top 5 Greatest Rogues list due to the film bombing in the box office, but I always thought that the best villains are somewhat a reflection of what the hero tries not to be. It's okay, because the Phantasm will return in the upcoming DC comic title, Catwoman and Batman, as a main villain of sorts. Ten kept promises out of 10. Wow, people love this. Uh, I see we have one on the Patreon post, so I'm going to read this one. Robert Rose writes in, I actually asked for this, yet apparently I don't have a comment. All right, how's this? It's a good Batman movie off the back of just first two Burton films with modern eyes, where there's been so many better animated and live-action comic book movies. The ending is pretty rushed and feels a bit incomplete. The twist and reveal are probably not all that surprising, and there's some problematic gender issues, a.k.a. she cries because she's a girl and Bruce can be a little 40s gentleman chauvinistic at times. And in 1993, it was cool to see a lady be the one. The story is mostly about a pre-Joker Hamill Joker and a more human and relatable Bruce Wayne dealing with the lifelong commitment he made as a teenager to a tombstone, changing and growing older and feeling the weight of whether he could really sustain the level of angry and hatred needed to do it for life, like a strange backwards marriage or a warped crisis of faith. A theme that would be tried again but never seemed as genu- genuine as when Kevin Conroy performed it here as he pleads with dead people to let him go. Yeah. 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 We go to Kendall from Ohio. Thanks for for reviewing this film. I never seen it prior to this week. I enjoyed the movie. Probably the best love interest out of any Batman films. Actually, I'd agree there. I think Batman's love interests are kind of weak, usually. And I, I actually really bought into this love story here. Felt for the guy. He goes on. The Mark Hamill Joker brought back so many good memories. The animated series was very enjoyable and is a key reason I stayed interested in Batman. Since this will be the only Batman animated movie that you guys will cover, do any of you have any recommendations for other animated Batman films? Yeah. I enjoyed 2016's 
the killing joke. Okay. I'm sure the room will help you with that. Um, I, I haven't watched a, a great deal of them. So yeah, I mean, I mentioned the Batman beyond one return of the Joker. It definitely ties back to the old school Batman animated series. They did make a Batman sub zero where it's like, it's all about Mr. Freeze. That one's pretty lit. There's a Catwoman one. The killing joke is my favorite graphic novel ever. And I felt like the comic, the, the, the animated movie, Kinda didn't go in the right direction. But I, I've heard that said a bunch. Yeah, yeah, like I still really liked it, but they shoehorned some things in and just did some things that I didn't really agree with. But I still it, it enjoyed it, and I would definitely check out the Killing Joke. But just the Batman series as a whole, there were so many Batman spin-off cartoon movies. There's ones with Batman versus Superman. There's the Justice League era as well with the similar animation. Uh, there's so many. Go go on like the Batman Wikipedia stuff and go. There's so many out there. But yeah, uh, this one still kind of holds in, in my heart uh, watching it back. And finally, last bit of feedback here from John Ceno Evil. He says he recommends Batman Year One, Under the Red Hood, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, and Gotham by Gaslight and Dark Knight Returns, which is a two-parter. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty good, too. John Ceno says, shout out to the Batman movie, Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the return of the Cape Crusaders, and Batman vs. Two-Face, which is a 60s Batman spinoff. Yeah, really cool. But his feedback, Mask of the Phantasm. It's an animated take on the 60s. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And William Shatner's Two-Face. Mask of the Phantasm is one of the best feature film adaptations of Batman I've ever seen. And if anyone is interested, there's a standalone sequel that went straight to video entitled Batman Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. Oh, okay. As far as Batman the Animated Series goes, is it was iconic to me and totally... And totally was years ahead of the Fox animated block of Spider-Man, X-Men, etc. It was a cartoon that somehow felt like it was meant for adults, but I could still understand as a child. I had one of the best Joker, created the phenomenon that is Harley Quinn, and introduced to me the unfamiliar villains of the rogues gallery that I fell in love with, such as Scarecrow, Killer Croc, Clayface, Mad Hatter, Clock King, and Man Bat. Oh, Man Bat's good. No egghead, though? No egghead, sorry. There probably is an episode. I I think John also just briefly mentioned that, yeah, I don't think Harley Quinn was a thing until this show. That they create? I think she came into this because of this show. Interesting. And she's great when she's with the Joker in the show with all the nicknames she calls him. Puddin'. My favorite episode of the animated series would have to be Heart of Ice, the touching and emotional telling of Mr. Freeze's story that won the episode an Emmy for writing. Sad that Arnold made a mockery of the character just five years later, but that's a story for another day. Cheers. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's... Is the bat. That's that with the bat. Yeah. We'll be back next month with... Oh. uh, Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big bad bat? Yes, we're moving into the Joe Schumacher era. Can't wait. It's going to get super campy. (laughs) I can't wait. It's going to get more campier than this movie that we just talked about. This is is the most human Batman we have. Uh, Oh, it's going to get crazy. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for joining us in this journey of Batman. Yes, the next time we'll be talking about Batman forever. 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 Thank you for listening at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we randomly decided to stream this live on our YouTube and Twitch. Maybe we'll give more of a heads up for the, the forever one, but down the line. Uh, follow us on there, uh, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext for all the live videos and post shows. We do go live after NXT every Wednesday night. Am I missing anything else? 
no, no, I think that's everything. All uh, right. Join us. Uh, we've overran slightly, so if you're happening to join us for our game later, we're going to start a little later at 7.15. Okay. Um, where we'll be joined with John, uh, sorry, with Way, with John Ceno, and with Andrew Thompson for a Survivor Series draft. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, you can just listen to it. Just click, listen. Yeah. Uh, click on the patreon.com slash up next. All the shows we do up on there, including the 60s review of Batman, is up there. But, of course, all the other Batman reviews are on this free feed there. I, myself, Brain Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. We will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel, wherever you find your podcast. Thank you for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Wear your bat mask. Wear your phantom mask. Your angel of death awaits. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.